Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum. All the links that you're going to hear talked about on today's program can be found in the show notes. If you go to silentgym.com and find this episode, you'll see a link to everything we're about to talk about. Today's guest is just a dear new friend. I didn't know her very well before today. She went to our live event uh, this past summer in August of 2021. As I'm recording this, we're approaching the middle of December, excuse me, August 2022. And as I'm recording this, we're approaching the middle of December 2022. And it's just been a few months that she's been on this journey. Now, she played around with e-commerce for a while before she found our community. And she was actually having a small degree of success, as she shares on today's show. But since she was at that live event, she's really jumped into this community. She's made some great friends. She's become a coaching student. I had some time getting to know her before we hit the record button today. Just a very sweet lady. Her husband is an accountant by trade. I think she said about 30 years in accounting. And he says that the business that she's built is beautiful. He loves the numbers. She's nervous and trying to track it all and understand the moving parts from a from a financial perspective. And she's doubting herself at times, even you'll hear on today's episode. But when her husband, the accountant looks at it, he's like, this is beautiful. Are you kidding me? Look at what you used to get paid at your job and what you're paying yourself now. This is great. It's going really well. She's recently retired from being a dental hygienist, which is what she did for a career for a very long time. And an injury that she received, unfortunately, while she was attending our live event, she was leaving a restaurant, as she shares, and, and took a fall and had a shoulder injury. And that kind of led to her leaving earlier than she, she thought she would. So here's a couple. They're at the stage where they're talking about retiring, stepping away from their careers. What are they going to do next? They want to continue to work, continue, continue to generate an income. They see Amazon as the way to do it. The most recent couple of months, she's been around $25,000 of total sales, running at nice net margins. We talk about all that today during this episode. Um, and a lot of that's been while she's sick and injured and that sort of thing. So she hasn't been able to scale. But the one thing that we talk about that is so beautiful and build such a nice forecast for their life as they step into this next stage is they're able to find so many great profitable products. And if they can just build systems to get shoppers out and to get them processed, they talk about how the boxes just kind of accumulated in their home. And like, no, we got to get this out of here. That's money sitting in our living room. We've got to get these boxes out. They have the ability to very quickly see this business grow to what I forecast will very soon be a 50000 or even $100,000 a month business. So I like bringing you these episodes with people who are fairly new into their upward swing trajectory of their business, the questions they have. We talk a lot about the difference between, for example, personal debt and business investing, investing in the cash flow of a system that's producing predictably stable, steady results. You know, what's the difference between those two? She's listened to a lot of Dave Ramsey in the past before, and, and she's rightfully so nervous about debt of any kind. So we dive into that a little bit. What's the difference investing in your business versus just buying stuff that you want on a credit card? Is there a difference? So that was a fun conversation. And just a lot of little details today that I think are going to benefit a wide variety of the listeners of this show and you as well. Because if you're not in a place yet where you've built the business that you'd like to have online, there's a lot of encouragement there for you. 
Maybe you're in a part of your business where you feel like you're wearing all the hats and you're doing it all yourself. Well, we've got something for you today as well, too. Maybe you're considering coaching. Our guest today loves our coaching program. She loves her coach. You're going to hear her talk a lot about that and the relationship that's developed, how much benefit she's received from it already, uh, and just how much she loves this community and the, our approach to very relationally building relationships with our clients, helping them grow beautiful businesses and staying in touch with them, being available for them, just the reality of what it looks like to work with our team from the coach, coaching student perspective. So lots of good stuff for pretty much anyone who's considering an e-commerce business at any level today. Enjoy this episode where I have a good, friendly conversation with my new friend, Teresa Dean. So Teresa, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Such a pleasure. It's an honor to be here. Uh, For me as well. This is the best part of my job, I say all the time. Well, let's jump into your story. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, first of all, my um, initial interest in any kind of e-commerce started probably several years before I started it. I, you know, began to hear and learn a little bit more about opportunities that were out there having to do with Amazon, but it just wasn't the right time or place for me. So, you know, life went on a few years, but as I got a little closer to retirement age, I really had had a passion of starting something that I could gradually retire, you know, ease from one career into another and work from home, something, you know, simple enough but that would just get keep me plugged into life and active, but something that would also be involving family. I'm like you, when my kids were growing up, I homeschooled for many years, took time oh, out of my career. That. Yeah. Right. I hadn't told you that part, but that's my heart. And um, so we homeschooled for many years. Then financial reasons is what really sent me back into the workplace as my kids grew and got more active and bigger appetites and bigger clothing. It was really hard to be at home with one income. So right. that took me back to my career, which I, I really felt like I would someday go back to. And what was so that again? Reminding? I'm a dental hygienist. Dental hygiene. That's right. Okay. Yes. Right. And so I went back into that. And, uh, but when I started learning a little bit about Amazon and I thought, well, now that is something that, and and the way I learned it was hearing something came across my, in YouTube or on Facebook or something, a little video of someone. I don't even remember my first initial introduction, but it struck me that that is something that I could start kind of slowly from home and still keep working my full-time career and see if it builds and if it does great. And if not, then I haven't really lost much of anything. So I started digging in a little deeper, listening to more. There's a lot of educational material out there on YouTube and various sources. Some of it's really wacky, really crazy. You got that right. Buying, you know, $5,000 worth of stuff and having it shipped from China and all. But anyway, though, those are to me the very extreme nonsense kind of ways. I know that you don't really approve of that either. Uh, after you see so many train wrecks, you kind of learn to see them coming and predict them mm-hmm. and warn people about them. That, that's right. I didn't set so there out was a lot of that, that model, but there was a lot of that out there too. And thank God, I know it was from God. He just kind of gave me the wisdom to just pass on by those and look at the more sensible ways. Good for you. So. 
anyway, it was, and it was probably a lot to do with COVID. I was forced to be off of work being in the healthcare field. I was forced to be off of work for a few months. And then it was very nerve wracking going back, having to put on like full hazmat gear and wear it all day long. I mean, before that we would go in with a patient, put on a mask and glasses of course, and gloves, sit down do our work get up, take it all off, and then walk around the office and then go back with the next one. Well, after COVID, it's like you dress for the day and you don't take it off until lunchtime and then have a quick lunch and put it all back on until the day is over. And it's been very difficult after that. Yes, it was. Um, But I still love my career. I didn't really want to give it up yet. But in early 2021, you know, I realized, okay, now's the time to really start looking, doing something a little more seriously. So by about June, I went ahead and opened an Amazon account and started going out totally manually sourcing, learning how to scan the shelves. I took a a couple of courses from another source and it was all about replenishable items. So I started out mainly with that, a lot of grocery and health beauty type products. And then I also went the route of some clothing, socks, you know, odds and ends, a few purses, uh, you know, just a variety, but it was all out manually finding them. So a couple of times after work in the evenings, I would go out sourcing. Um, At that time, my whole office was closed on Fridays. So we basically had a four-day work week. So Fridays was my day to kind of focus a little more on that. By by early August of 2021 is when I actually sent my first shipment in. I had spent that time kind of just gathering things and not sure what's the best to buy. So I'll just get a little bit of everything. And so then I sent the first shipment in and made the first sale by about mid-August. I think I got my first product sold. And then I also, through the various communities on Facebook and all, was introduced to Q4. And that was beginning right about then. And the concept of stocking up and getting everything you can, get all your ducks in a row, invest every penny that you can invest in products. So I started gearing up for that, uh, went full force. And I mean, for my first time, I think I had a pretty good Q4 that year. I do remember getting up to about maybe eight to 10,000 a month in sales by about December. So I think that was good. <laughs> yeah. What, and, that, and that's about a year ago right now as we're doing yes. this. So mm-hmm. you, you were starting right. to see some new, you were starting to get in the groove. You're starting to recognize mm-hmm. what inventory you should and shouldn't purchase. It sounds like you were dealing primarily still, correct me if I'm wrong, with retail sourcing, hitting the yes. scores, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Which was good. It was fun. And I, I kind of think everybody ought to do it because you need to learn how to scan. You need to learn how yeah. to read those little, you know, yeah. keep a charts and all of that on the go. I don't regret any of it, but it was really exhausting, especially as I'm, yeah. as I'm aging and getting closer to retirement age. But, you know, it was good. But I, in early 2022, then I started hearing a little bit more about online arbitrage, about sourcing online, ordering products, having it sent to me. And that was very much more attractive. So by within a few months, I started doing maybe 50-50 of online and going out. Now, I, I do source a lot still, mainly grocery type products that 
I are just great replens for me that I probably always will manually source, but I actually have family members of college age granddaughter that, and one that's a, a senior in high school that love to go shopping now. I give them a credit card. They get to go spend, you know, $800 at a time <laughs> in a store yeah. and <laughs> they know yeah. exactly what to buy because yeah. they've been buying it. And right. So, for those for those who don't know, what's the advantage of hitting a retail store near you to buy, say, grocery items versus ordering them online? Well, for, for grocery, I found out I really don't like ordering online because of expiration dates. Exactly. A couple of times I, you know, learned my lesson. I think everybody kind of has to yep. go through it that I just couldn't. I mean, it was useless stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Or you get the dented cans. Lot. The dented mm-hmm. cans or the peeled labels. and mm-hmm. Right. But the biggest is the expiration. So if I go in mm-hmm. a store and I've taught my granddaughters, you know, you read those, look on there, every single one of them. Don't just pick up one and say it's good and grab 10 of them. Nope. You look at every one of them. Yeah. And once in a while, something will slip up, but we work through that part. But anyway, I just had, and I'm not even sure when it started. What month exactly did Leah and Jessica do the OA the Simplified? Online Simplified. Online. It seems like it was maybe May, Simplified. June yeah. in that range is when right. they started. Yeah. So I got signed up to do that. By then I was, okay. I had already signed up for PAC and gone through a couple of the courses, but okay, I haven't really done a lot of it because I had already learned it from another source. Sure. I'm, I'm trying to keep my chronological order here. Yeah. So I became more and more attracted to doing more OA because it just, you can get so much more accomplished in your, you know, amount of time to spend on it. And even now I do occasionally go out and source and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is taking forever. I could have bought my whole budget twice by now and still being at home in my easy chair, you know, with my feet up. (laughs) It's hard to beat, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) It is. Yeah, definitely is. But anyway, after taking that, then somewhere during that time is when you kept talking, as I mentioned before, or maybe I didn't mention it through most of these since early 2022, I started listening to your podcast almost every couple of days at lunch. I would sit and eat my lunch and listen to one of your YouTube interviews with someone. And I just kind of fit it into my week a couple of times listening to various stories, you know, people from every age group, every walk of life. And it just is, was so inspiring. And during that, you introduced the Proven Conference that was coming up in August. And so, you know, I told my husband, I think this is just really the right time. We need to learn a little more about a lot of topics and meet people. You know, it, it was just time. So we signed up and went to that in August. Oh, and let me back up just a little bit of background. Earlier, around maybe March or April of 2022, I was able to back off one more day at my job. So I was down to three okay. days a week. Three days. Which is kind of what I had always intended my retirement to look like. So my intention was about three days a week for a year or two more, then maybe go to one or two days. And then, you know, within a couple of years, be out of it completely. And in the meantime, building Amazon and, you know, getting to know my kids again. And (laughs) so by then I was at three days a week. So we went to the, and one more thing about that is my boss of 23 years, the job I had been at pretty much since I quit homeschooling the kids and went back to work, 
I had been at the same office, same boss. And he and I are very, very close in age. I think mm. we're six months apart in age. So we always joked and talked that we would probably retire around the same time. Same time, yeah. So he was feeling very led to put his practice up for sale earlier in the year, which he did. And, you know, those kind of things take a little bit of time. But by maybe early summer, he had a buyer and, you know, was working on in the direction of selling. And that, you know, did take some time. And as luck would have it, the craziest thing is the day that we left to go to the conference, it was his last day of work and he was closing on the practice and they even had an open house and invited the patients in. And I missed all of that because I was on my way to Kentucky. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the one chapter closed very cleanly Mm -hmm. in the Teresa book and the other chapter began. And in the meantime, over the last month or two, we had met the new the person that was buying the practice was not going to be the dentist to work there. She bought it as an investment mm. in which she has done other practices. And then she hired a dentist to come and be the the dentist, the local resident dentist there. So that was my intention was to stay. And um, anyway, so now here we are at the conference and I took a silly fall on a sidewalk coming out of a restaurant on the Saturday night. and for my rotator cuff. Anyway, we um, made it on through the conference. I I really even refused to go seek a medical care then. I wouldn't, my husband's like, we got to go to the emergency room. We have, and I was in so much pain, I could hardly even think. But I said, just get me a sling, go down to the CVS, which was a couple blocks from the hotel, get me a sling. And and I, I told my husband, I said, I don't want to not miss the last day. I mean, I don't want to miss the last day of the conference. There's things that I want to hear, people I want to listen to. And if I just put the sling on and take lots of ibuprofen, I can make it through this. And so I did. We were scheduled to fly home Monday afternoon, but we were able to move the flights to Sunday afternoon. So we made it through to the end of the conference, got to the airport and got home a day early. Well, And I wasn't scheduled to go back to work till Tuesday because by then I was off on Mondays and Fridays. So Tuesday was my next day to go back to work. And in the meantime, I had told them, as I said, I was emailing back and forth with my new boss through the whole weekend anyway over employment contracts and all. So I told her I had gotten hurt. I told her I think it might be kind of bad and it's my right arm. So as soon as I get home and get in and get checked out, I will let you know. One thing led to another and the boss pretty much decided she didn't really want to have any part-time people and that she would feel more comfortable just replacing me with a full-time person and moving on. So wow. there I was. How, and so I went ahead. And how difficult and I, was that to hear? Were you, did you feel like, well, okay, I just, uh, that just means the new season starts a little faster or or was it, was it emotionally difficult? Like, talk me through that. I'm just curious. Okay. Well, at that time, I was talking to Deborah, one of On your team. coach team mm-hmm. leaders, and we had been talking about possibly doing coaching. And the two biggest things that I was trying to solve when I went to the conference was time. It's like, I want to do more. I know I can do more. But you only but had two days a week. Job. Right. Yeah. And my husband's very supportive. He's my biggest cheerleader and he helps me a lot on weekends, packing, prepping, all of that, Uh, mainly carrying heavy boxes to the car and so on and so forth. But so time was an issue. And 
anyway, Deborah kept saying, I think this is a sign that maybe God is wanting you to just kind of move on. And like, well, it might be, I don't know. I mean, I was excited at the idea of ha- of owning my life, of having maybe no other job, but mm-hmm. it was emotional more than I thought it was going to be. It was, uh, it was bittersweet, you know, yeah. giving up my career. Your, your friends and the work and the, and the, the clients, the ones that you enjoyed seeing. Uh-huh. You know, yes, <laughs> not yes. the other ones, but you know, just it, it was really a part of who you were for yeah. so long. Exactly, and I felt and you're still in that guilty. transition. I mean, we were just talking about yeah. stuff that happened three, four months ago. This was yes. So by then, we're into September and even on into October. So, so I went through. You know, at the end of like about five or six weeks, they started me in physical therapy. As it turns out, everything healed. I didn't have to have surgery. Oh, good. I'm about. I'm about probably 80 to 90% healed. I still have certain positions yeah. that are tough, but you know, to be able to do this. Yeah, you're, and for those who hair. can't see the video, you can get your hands up over your head and stuff. Uh, it's like, so you're able yeah. to do your business. And I mean, you know? then, back then I was like brushing my hair like this and leaning my hair. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It was like, all very awkward. If anybody's ever had that kind of injury, it's my son very did. difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Things like bathing and, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So Anyway, I got through that and I just thought Deborah was just so wise and keep pointing out, well, now you have all the time you need and, you know, maybe this is a God thing. And so it, you know, it was a transition time, but now I'm just delighted. Unfortunately, right after I got through the healing and it was literally the end of my physical therapy, the last week or so I got the flu and that was probably the first week of November. And, you know, so I'm really like, can't wait to just be delighted and be retired and yeah, <laughs> you haven't had a chance healing. to celebrate the new routine yeah, yet, really, right? Right. <laughs> yes. So anyway, the flu took a lot out of me. Several family members had it all at the same time, and now that's over, and we're into Christmas. But I really finally feel like I think I'm back to myself 100 percent physically. I don't feel like I need to go take a nap every day, you know, that kind of thing. So. Oh, that's great. Well, how's business now that you've been doing this full time? Yeah. You know, and there's been plenty of interruptions, your shoulder and mm-hmm. being sick, et cetera. But mm-hmm. how's the new routine plan out? Like, what are you doing and how's it going? I think it's going pretty well. It did slow me down. I, you know, this these issues did slow me down a little from what I was hoping to be at now. But all in all, it wasn't terrible. Mentally, it was really tough. When I first, I mean, I had just, during the time that I was only had the shoulder injury, I was shopping like crazy online. I was maxing out everything I could, spending every penny I could, because once again, we're gearing up and getting into Q4. So that was my focus. Well, then when I got taken out and all of mine is uh, delivered here to the house, we don't do any prep center yet. So boxes started piling up, shipments started coming in. Mm -hmm. And usually I would get a pretty good amount. And then we prep and, you know, maybe twice a week I was getting a shipment out. And with my helping, my husband helping on weekends, and then at least one or two grandkids have been kind of filtered in by then. And I'm paying them to help me prep. I mean, even as young as like the 11 year old helps every now and then have a 14 year old, a 17 year old, and then a 20 to 20, almost 22 year old that just got married. They all live close by. So anyway, but when I was sick with the flu and things kept coming in the mail and there were piles of packages on the porch every day and 
people cut my husband, people that my other son that lives here were bringing in the packages and stacking them up. And I could barely walk through to the kitchen to get some juice. And I would see these piles and just, oh, it was so overwhelming. Yes. And so finally, um, once I about towards the end of the second week, I said, we've got to get some of this out of here. And my problem is, is that I have all this help to do all of that prepping and everything, but I'm the only one that does any entering of products into inventory lab. Mm-hmm. I do all the creation of the shipment right. and print the labels. And then everybody else takes it from that phase all the way on. But I just couldn't do my part. I couldn't even think. I mean, I was like, my brain was gone. And so finally I said, let's get at least some of this out. So we just took a big chunk. I said, let's just work as long as I can work and get some of it out. And so we did that. And then two or three, four days later, like there's still stuff coming in. That part was slowing down a little because I hadn't been shopping. So I'm like, let's get another load. So about three different times, we finally got it all out of here. Normally, I buy and buy, we ship it all out. It's gone, you know, and then but this was, uh, and it was such an eye opener to me that I need to start teaching this to other people in my family too. All of the data entry and, you know, creating shipments and inventory lab, all of that needs to also be taught. And so that's where I am now. I've kind of focused in on my oldest granddaughter who really wants to earn extra money. And she's been helping me tremendously in the shopping and keeping me motivated. So she's the one I'm focusing in on and I'm making her sit with me and, you know, go through the steps and see how, gotcha. how all of that works. So, so how's the, uh, the pile looking these days coming? Oh, off the pile is gone. And, oh, yeah. good. Okay. The pile so is gone. It took about three, top of yes, took about three different process. times. Yeah. And since then, well, and then, um, you know, by the time we're getting all of that done, I'm realizing my replans are like, I'm running out of things. I would pull, pull up my inventory. It's like, I have no more of this. I just sent, seemed like just yesterday, I sent 50 of them in, they're gone. And ever since a conference, I've been intending to get the replens Dashboard. That, yes. And all of the other events in life just kept me from actually going in, getting it set up, doing it. And so I, I realized once again, that's another thing. I've got to get that and get on top of it somehow. Now I've, like I said, I've got the granddaughters watching it and, you know, saying, we got to go get more of this. We need more of that. You're totally out of that one. Mm-hmm. And and for those who don't know, let me just mention that the Replens dashboard is a software developed by our, our team, Jimmy Smith and, and Carl mm-hmm. put that together. And it tells you, hey, time to go get more of this. And mm-hmm. here's how much you should probably get. <laughs> mm-hmm. So take some of that decision-making work out of, along right. with a whole bunch of other features. But but that's one of the big, one, that's the one that we use in my business most consistently is that feature of kind of almost the predictive, like, hey, you sent in 20 right. a month ago and they were sold out within a week. So how mm-hmm. about next month we buy 60 yeah. or 70, right? Mm-hmm. So it just helps you not have to go look at every single item and try mm-hmm. to determine. But it's right, really because in a Amazon problem it- to have. Yeah. In in your Amazon site, it does tell you the same thing, but you kind of have to go dig for it to find it, you know, and that takes time for every item. And sometimes so. Amazon is way more aggressive too. <laughs> they, yeah. they will tell you, right. hey, go buy 400 units of this and the replay yeah. will be like, uh, no, nah, we're still right. kind of into this one. We're not quite ready yeah. for more than 20 or 30 here. Uh, right. But it's a good problem to have when mm-hmm. 
you're finding so much profitable inventory that you're tapping through all of your capital resources. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of building systems and scaling. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of businesses, when they say they're struggling, they mean, I can't find anyone to buy our stuff. (laughs) You know, we got more stuff and more bills than we've got revenue. That's not what we're talking Mm -hmm. about here. We're talking about the profitable inventory is everywhere. It's just a matter Mm -hmm. of building a system to get it. And once we have our hands on it, getting it sent in, and finding right. enough capital to continue scaling this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, those, are, those are good And to problems. not run out. Good problems to have, right? They so are. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And that's kind of the stage where you're at managing that right. part of this business. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do have anxiety over that financial part a lot. I think I mentioned that to you earlier. My husband kind of keeps me... He knows when I'm getting stressed about it. I was mm-hmm. sharing this with Leah yesterday, my coach. We had a nice long session. Mm, Good. And that's a totally other topic that I guess we can talk about in a minute too. But let's do it. She really gave me some, a pretty good pep talk about it. And, you know, the things that I was having anxiety over, Mm -hmm. you know, spending so much money and yeah, I'm selling and it is coming in, but gosh, you know, anyway, but my husband is an accountant, you know, that's his career and he looks at all these numbers. Yeah. (laughs) That's perfect. And and he had been really watching, looking at what I have in inventory, what I have in the bank, what I've already earned that hasn't come in yet, Mm -hmm. and really doing a good job of that. And he would know that when I'm starting to get anxious, he needs to sit me down and look, this is where you are with this and this and this. If you sold everything you had, you would have X amount of dollars left over. That is not a bad place to be. Just right. calm down and keep on shopping, basically, yep. is what he tells me. But I realize he's been super busy at work. And then with my illness and then me being so stressed to get all this stuff out, shipped out, we haven't really had a sit down, let's look at all these numbers things in a while. And so I think I need him to do that with me. He said this weekend he would, because that's where I get my peace is knowing that I'm not getting upside down on something. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just a, a little mini lesson on that point. And, and there's a lot of topics you've introduced today. I'm, I'm really enjoying hearing your story, but I kind of revisit some of the stuff we've already talked about. This one specifically, a little Hebrew lesson for you, if you will. Okay, yes, the, I love those. The word wisdom in Hebrew has an element. There's multiple elements that go into it, but it always involves knowing the numbers to the point where if you don't know the numbers with accuracy on a situation, mm-hmm. you cannot apply wisdom to that situation. You need to know the numbers. Wisdom mm-hmm. always has a, if there's a numerical element to the decision that's trying to be made, you better be dealing with accurate numbers. So your instincts there are good. Now, the fact that you're married to an accountant who says, mm-hmm. yeah, this is great. I mean, he's seen other businesses. Mm-hmm. And I love getting an accountant's perspective on this business model. Right. Because very consistently they say, this is amazing. Now, what's your advertising and marketing costs? Zero. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding yeah. me? That's beautiful. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. it's all these moving parts. Your worst case scenario on the inventory that you're buying is you sell it at a break even. Mm-hmm. That's your worst case scenario. Yeah. 95% of the times, if it goes bad, that's what happens. You sell at break even. Mm-hmm. Some of the time, if you're doing it right, some of the time you are going to wind up losing a couple dollars, maybe a few dollars here and there. Occasionally, but the vast yes. majority of the time, if you're if you're good at this and as your skills develop, which yours have, mm-hmm. you're selling at a profit. Now there's a little delay in there. Mm-hmm. I buy it for X dollars today. 30 days from now, it sells for a profit. 
And 30 days later, the money's in my account. And that 60 mm-hmm. days can cause some anxiety for some people as yeah, they kind yes. of see that money, you know, and, and that's what's that's the cash flow game of mm-hmm. this business. And and that's what you're experiencing. And, yes. But I think in something you pointed out too is, you know, you've listened to a lot of Dave Ramsey over the years and and kind of like, hey, hey, don't go into debt, don't use credit mm-hmm. cards, no debt allowed kind of messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you want to spend some time on that as we kind of think through and kind of mesh those two messages together? Yeah. Yes, let's do. Because, because I have had the mindset. I mean, we are definitely not debt free, but mm-hmm. of just the fact that we need to stop borrowing and, you know, try to live more on cash, live within yeah. these boundaries. And then this yes. business is the total opposite. Like the more you borrow, the more stuff yeah. you, you can buy, the more stuff you yeah. can sell. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's talk it through. And I'm not okay. I'm not going to come at it from the position of I am the ultimate authority here to resolve that issue forever. Because mm-hmm. let's just talk in real generic terms. Let's say you've got a business that wants to borrow a hundred thousand dollars because they think they've got a pretty good idea. And they're not sure how it's gonna go, but they're hoping it will. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, yeah, go for it every single time. Go borrow money every chance you get. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not the guy that's going to say that. But I will say, if you're turning $5 bills into $10 bills consistently, sometimes you turn the $5 bills into $7, sometimes mm-hmm. you turn it into 20 sometimes that $5 bill just comes back as a $5 bill. But mm-hmm. if you've got a system where you're consistently putting in five, getting out 15 20 in the end, right? Paying the bills, happy team, it's okay to start to stretch yourself a little bit. And I would say biblically, ethically, and morally, it's okay to stretch and use credit. That's what it's for. That's what capitalism is. It's using capital that belongs to other people to build things. Because once you've accumulated resources as a successful business person, well, what are you going to do with those resources? That's what investors are, right? Mm -hmm. They're looking for places to put their money where they will grow where someone of competence right. who's got a good system will take some of that capital and grow it and they can enjoy the benefits together. A very biblical thing, a very moral, a very ethical thing. The thing that's built the strongest economies of the world is that principle, okay? And it applies to our businesses. So of course, we've mm-hmm. got to distinguish the difference between spending money on stuff we want and right. putting it on a credit card. Right. I'm yeah. with Dave Ramsey all day on that. Like, no, mm-hmm. stop doing that. <laughs> pay right. cash. You can't pay cash. Don't buy it. If it's fun mm-hmm. or something. Save until you have want. it. <laughs> right. That makes all sense. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to business, and here's the point I want to make is, if you asked Dave Ramsey and, and, and sat him down and said, now, who are your financial gurus? Who are the people that you rely on for, for a biblical wisdom in the arena of money and finance and business? And he would, he would put on this top three list, a guy named Rabbi Daniel Lappin, who you hear me talk about mm-hmm. all the time. I have heard you mention him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And have happened. I've been. A, I've become a good friend of him, his as well. And he's oh. spoken at our event a few times. He didn't speak at the one you cool. came to a few months ago in August. Mm-hmm. But he's been to our events. He course we correspond with him frequently, because mm-hmm. he dives into the biblical Hebrew concepts of money, business, and finance in a way that unlike I've ever seen anyone. It's mm-hmm. life changing stuff. It's beautiful, very practical. Dave Ramsey references him frequently if you listen oh, okay. to him, as his mm-hmm. kind of his money guru. And then mm-hmm. I'll tell you from a biblical Hebrew perspective, there's absolutely nothing wrong at all with using credit, with using loans, with leveraging money from others to help mm-hmm. grow your business. You want to be wise about it. You don't want to get in over your head. Obviously, right. you want to ease into it. Don't take a $50,000 loan if all you need and all you can reliably spend right now is a $5,000. You know, mm-hmm. Don't start paying interest on money you can't use. But right. 
once you start, and that's why this journey is a, a slow and steady. That's what we mm-hmm. say you hear us all the time. Slow and steady wins the race. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I've got to tell you about a great sponsor who's just joined us. I'm talking about Sellerboard. This is a very popular service used by many Amazon sellers in our community because they understand how important it is, how crucial it is to know your numbers. How do you know how profitable you are? All those fees, the different expenses, the cost of goods sold, how do you track it all? Sellerboard is phenomenal. Starting as low as just $15 a month with a two-month trial on top of that, you really need to check these guys out. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, silentgym.com slash numbers. It's time to know your numbers. It's an accurate profit analytics software tool just for Amazon sellers. They've been doing this since 2017. It is a really cool tool doing some things that I'm unaware of anyone else doing. So the pricing starts at $15. Like I said, get your two-month trial at silentgym.com slash numbers. Don't take a $50,000 loan if all you need and all you can reliably spend right now is a $5,000. You know, mm-hmm. Don't start paying interest on money you can't use. Right. But once you start, and that's why this journey is a, a slow and steady. That's what we mm-hmm. say. You hear us all the time. Slow and steady wins the race. Right. Slowly accumulate your wins and stack them. I love Dave Ramsey tells the story about meeting a billionaire. Have you heard this one, Teresa, the story where Dave Ramsey met the billionaire and asked him, what book should I have my team read? Oh, yes. And what was it? A very simple. Do you remember what the book, book was? No, I don't remember the The billionaire title. told Dave Ramsey to have his whole team read The Tortoise and the Hare. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to write right. that down, so I'll go read it again. <laughs> read it again as an adult with a business. It means something different now. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll see, it'll jump off the page at you. Okay. So it's not, is credit bad? Is credit, mm-hmm. it should be not, should be, you know, it's ease into it. Ease yeah. Into it. Take it, take the comfortable And really bias. I have, it's just, I guess, as the numbers get bigger, as my mm-hmm. store grows, as everything mm-hmm. gets bigger, It th- that's what overwhelms me. Yeah, you know, let me tell you another back up to my story. Absolutely. How God intervened more back to when I first started buying products and gearing up for my first Q4 was August of 2021. And after listening to several different following groups, I was encouraged to go ahead and get a business credit card. So I did. I applied. One thing I loved about it it was American Express card just for business is that Yes, I had to qualify for it as far as credit score and all of that, but it didn't report to my personal credit. It didn't show as personal credit card debt, you know, so to speak. I'm sure if I defaulted on it somewhere along the way, it would have shown up as a personal thing. But I liked that that it was allowing me to keep it separate. So I got this card. I got a five thousand. I'm I'm sorry, nine thousand dollar limit, and so I proceeded to go into my first Q4. Well, the best thing was that, well, two best things, no interest for one year for 12 months. And they paid me 2% for everything that I spent. So I went ahead and used it. I kept borrowing, paying it down, borrowing, paying it down, using the whole thing for the whole year. And I think I totaled up getting close to August that I had spent about $35,000 on that card which meant 2% of that all came back to me in cash. Yeah, $1,700 or so is a, is a nice reward, right? 
yeah, yeah. that was a nice reward and then not paying a penny in interest. Mm-hmm. So as we were getting to the point, it was around the time we went to the conference and I knew that my 12 months was coming up soon and I wanted to make sure, and I had been paying it down, but I wanted to make sure I had every penny paid off by then. So I called American Express and I said, what, I need to find out like really what's the exact date that I need it all paid off to not pay interest on. So they gave me that date, which was coming up fairly soon. I was telling you, now I guess I'm going to have to start paying interest because I've really got this business going. And I was talking to the gal and she goes, well, you know, there's another American Express. It's like a business plus that you might qualify for. If you want to apply for it, you could try. And then you could have another whole year with no interest on that one. And so I'm like, uh, my luckily my husband was right there with me. We kind of put it on speakerphone. We discussed it and I'm like, okay, well, let's let's apply for it. What the heck? So I did, you know, finished up with the call with her and seems like it was maybe about two weeks. And that was when we were leaving for the conference. And I realized I, I paid the other card off and so I was good there, but I hadn't heard on the new one. So I guess I didn't get it. Usually within about a week, you get an email or something in the mail telling you you've been approved, you haven't been approved, whatever. So I thought, I guess I didn't get it. And that was one of the things we were asking about at the conference was finance. We talked to, to a crewmate and to other people about getting Amazon loans, all the different options out there. So when we get home, now granted I'm injured, I have to remind you back to that, but in the mail, this is brand new credit card from American Express, the business plus card with a $24,000 limit, I think, and 12 months to no use interest. it interest-free. Yeah. Yep. And interest-free money is fun in this business, isn't it? It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and I, I told Deborah that too. That was the other thing. She said, you know, you were worried about how you were going to finance it going forward. You were worried about the time. Now you've got all these things that God has shown up with. So, you know, yeah. here we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to express you know, caution. We're not saying anybody and everybody should go out and look, borrow a bunch of money. And mm-hmm. no, we're, right. I can't overemphasize if the slow and steady. And if you understand slow and steady, mm-hmm. where, you know, for the last 100 things I've sold, I made a profit on 85 of them. Mm-hmm. And five of them were losers and 10 of them I broke even, but I think I could scale this up. If once mm-hmm. you're in that position, Yes. yes. Go find some low interest, low hanging funding. Funding is mm-hmm. out there everywhere. <clears throat> Once you have some mm-hmm. momentum, that you know, that's one of the very validating things about this whole industry that we're in, Teresa, or the resellers like us. It's so easy to go find funding anywhere and everywhere. You mentioned Decru Me, a good partner. You can go right. hear about them at silentgym.com slash funding. But they'll mm-hmm. slide you a pile of cash based on how much inventory you have, which is something your right. husband loves pointing out to you when you get a little nervous about the numbers. You're like, hey, What's the value of all this inventory we have sitting out there? Worst case mm-hmm. scenario, we sell at break even, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. That's a lot of money sitting there. You got to yeah. include that in your total here. It's not just what we mm-hmm. got in the bank versus the check Amazon just sent us. It's right all that inventory that we have sitting out there mm-hmm. in the process. And that's what I wasn't really taking that much time mm-hmm. to really look at and focus yeah. on. <laughs> and, and that's what a crew me looks at. How much inventory yeah. do you have? We'll, mm-hmm. we'll loan you money against that as the collateral. Basically, we know it's going to sell eventually. We're just trying to mm-hmm. help you solve your cash flow situation yeah. in the meantime. And, and so once you've got a system that's good at finding inventory, that's going to flip reasonably certain at a nice profit, and it's all very low risk, mm-hmm. inch deep, mile wide, right? You're selling a few units of a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. units at a time. 
that is a very stable business model. And as your husband, I'm sure knows, having looked at a lot of businesses, it's just a very rare model that has that mm-hmm. much stability and safety built in. So yeah, borrowing a little money against that, especially zero interest credit cards that are out there, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, so here I am in the middle of another free interest credit card. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Thank that's you. great. Thank and you, you Lord. Be able to, to continue finding those, who knows? <laughs> right. It may be. I, I don't know. I have until August to find it out. It's hard to beat that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Put, that, put that money to work. Put your capital to work. That's what yeah. entrepreneurs do. They put capital to work, producing mm-hmm. happy customers while growing the pool of capital. That's the business. Right. That's the challenge. Mm-hmm. And the replans is the strongest thing I see out there right now mm-hmm. that, that can help you do those things. And, and you can scale it's in great. nice and slow. Mm-hmm. Like so at no point did you guys go out and take some big, you know, $15,000 risk and hope it works out someday. Mm-hmm. You haven't had to it's do just that. It's just been little by little, yes. Chipping away, right? Yeah. So how are your numbers now? Like, what's your business looking like lately? Well, as I said, it kind of got a little slowed down from With the being illness sick and, and all, all that, right? I had had pretty consistent inventory lab was messing up earlier, so I couldn't really get in there to get consistent. But let me get on here and see. No, just a It seems like since my I had averaged 10 to 12,000 a month, since about last December mm-hmm. until October shot up to 20. And then November was, I was thinking would be about 30, but it ended up being 25,000 for November. So yeah. December, you know, I'm hoping at least 25, if not maybe a little more than that, because I do have a lot of inventory in now. And right. sending is, more is any of that time. seasonal or is this all replens? Mm, it's not all replens, but Probably 75% of it is. And some of it has been specific Christmas seasonal, but sure. I kind of avoided going too much into that. Yeah. So just because I felt like, you know, everything sells. I've, I learned that last year and I've mm-hmm. learned it even more listening to other people speak is that everything sells. Yeah. And so I do have some, but not a lot. And luckily, the few things that I do have that's specifically Christmas. I've sold like crazy. And now the, a lot of them, I'm like, dang, I should have bought more of that because I didn't realize that it would really all sell that quick. That's always a good problem to have, though. It is. And selling out. Yes, you so, I'd much rather have that challenge. It's kind of yeah. like selling a stock that's on its way up mm-hmm. too soon. It coming yeah. out ahead and it continues up. The regret you have like, oh, I should have done a little yeah. more. No, you mm-hmm. still won. <laughs> you celebrate the victories. That's- and you keep rolling that and a couple and of things do. I've been able to go back and buy a few more, mm-hmm. knowing that they're getting in there pretty quickly. And so, you know, I can kind of beef it up a little bit. But yeah. I, I, and the other thing I really have avoided a lot of is toys. I, I do a mm-hmm. tiny bit of toys, but yeah, these certification things that they have that they require yeah. is just anyway, there's way too many other things I can sell that I don't have to deal with that. So yeah, no, exactly. a lot of people sell a lot of toys. Leah seems like she sells some, not maybe not a ton, but. I don't know of many people in our community who are really deep in toys. I think for a yeah. lot of us, it's something we play around with a little bit, dip our toe in the water. A little bit. Simply because like you said, the lawyers have kind of ruined that category at Amazon with all the safety certificate requirements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there's less selection yeah. on Amazon, but that's a self-correcting problem. Amazon will figure that out eventually. 
They want yeah. to have toys mm -hmm. for sale at Christmas. I'm sure right. they do. It's a big category. Sure. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. okay, figure out the whole legal angle here. So sellers yeah. can jump in there again without having to file paperwork every time we sell a toy. But right. for those who have navigated that, there are some people doing really well. But those mm -hmm. those barriers More power to, to them. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. But those barriers yeah. to entry is what kind of gives us job security too. Because this mm -hmm. isn't, as I'm sure you attest, Teresa, this isn't, it's a simple business model, but it, mm -hmm. there's always a challenge. There's always like, right. oh gosh, I got to do this now. There's parts of it that aren't fun. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps those of us who are taking it seriously kind of an advantage over exactly. people who's like, hey, I just want to go to Walmart and scan a few items and make a bunch of money. Tell me how to do that. Well, there's yeah. more to it than that. And, right. and that more to it is what creates the opportunity mm -hmm. for the rest of us. Right. That's very true. And people ask me about it all the time. A lot of people that know me that know that this is what I've done. And, you know, I tell them I'm doing well, but it, it isn't for everyone. It really isn't. No, but yeah. there's a lot of people that, that don't like the tedious, you know, work that I do as far as having all that product come to my house. And, mm -hmm. you know, it just, it isn't for everyone. And yeah. one of the things that I, I guess I was a little disappointed in coming to grips with the margins being a little lower than I had expected. I really expected to have a little higher profit, but I'm understanding it. I, you know, I realize, and once again, Leah, I was, I was given the best coach ever for what I need because she has you know, fairly slim margins on a lot of her products and she's delighted to have what she has. So yeah, oh, she's got a six figure a month business and she never sees uh -huh. or touches her inventory, right? Right. I mean, it's, not, it's not coming yeah. to her house, which is something mm -hmm. you could move into a prep mm -hmm. center, having yep. a friend That's, or a neighbor, it all goes to their yep. house instead. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, prepcenternetwork.com, as I'm sure you know, Teresa, we've got a uh -huh. large list. Yes. I talked to two new prep centers yesterday. There's They're coming mm -hmm. out of the woodwork right now where mm -hmm. you don't have to have the stuff sent to your house. Right. And even if you source locally, hitting retail mm -hmm. store shelves, it doesn't have to come back to your house. It could go to a neighbor mm -hmm. or a friend. Right. You can do the prep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to be checking into that first thing next year. Now, one of the things that I have to say is I love working with my grandkids. I love having the mm -hmm. interaction with them. And they like fight over now whose turn it is to get to work with grandma this week. And that's so you know, great. They're, it really is. It's so awesome. And, and I don't love that. that up. And you don't have to. I don't want to give that it up. It doesn't have to be an all enough. or nothing, right? I, exactly. Keep the exactly. fun stuff. The stuff you need exactly. to prep, mm -hmm. <laughs> get rid of it. The stuff that's, that's fun right. to prep, mm -hmm. bags of marshmallows. Hey, that's let's open one here. to celebrate. Yeah. We just packed a hundred exactly. bags of marshmallows. Hey, let's open one yeah. and Look, make some Oh, s'mores, darn, right? this one's expired. Let's all have some taffy. Hot chocolate. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So you keep it fun and keep the stuff you want to keep. Uh, right. No reason, no reason not to. But you do have yeah. to think, you know. And you've had a couple. You've had this pounded into you literally <laughs> by a mm -hmm. sidewalk and by the mm -hmm. flu. Yes, <laughs> you can't make yourself a vital component in your business right. ultimately. Yes, or to survive, as mm -hmm. one of our new coaches said, and I've said it a handful of times since then. The more valuable you are to your business, the less valuable your business is. Yeah. Right. That so is gotta, such a good point. You got to get yourself out of there, but uh -huh. keep the part that's fun. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. No need to get rid of all of it. It is. But, but the only way that I'm going to scale really is to go into a prep center situation because I'm maxed out of what I want to do and can mm -hmm. accomplish and what I'm comfortable with here under this roof. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. either we stay right here with this amount of volume or we farm the rest of it out to a prep center and keep on scaling. 
Yeah, I don't know if you've heard me say it before or not. And uh, I'm, I'm sure your accountant husband would agree with me on this. There's no such thing as a steady state for a business. Mm. It's mm. either dying or, or it's, it's growing. growing. Wow. Or it's in denial that mm-hmm. it's dying, <laughs> which is the same as dying. <laughs> it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it thinks that's it's holding things too. steady, but it's just, it's mm-hmm. delaying this inevitable drop that's coming. Growth mm-hmm. is the only option in business. It's right. the only option you have. And you will have dips. I mean, sometimes the growth looks like an up and down, you know, it's like a, mm-hmm. you know, a scary ride up on a <laughs> climb yeah. mountain. But you're, you look at the trajectory right. over the last, and that's something I always encourage folks to do. And this is one of the extreme examples of why I'm so excited to see people journaling when they journal. I know that they're on a good, because they can look back over their shoulder a month ago, six mm. months ago. It, it, mm-hmm. You look at this interview a year from now, you look at this interview. Right. Like, oh, I was stressed out over some of the silliest stuff back then. I remember that. Yeah. You know? Here I am rolling well, through six point. figures in and out every mm-hmm. month, you know? Yeah. And I was so nervous over that $4,000 loan. And, you know, yeah. you just, that's the growth journey of business. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what else do you want to talk about, Teresa? Anything else so, on your mind today? This has been um, a fun episode. I love diving into it the has story. Been. Yeah, it has been. One other thing I was going to point out back to my, my husband being the accountant and looking at all the numbers is after, I guess it was really sinking in that I'm not going to be going back to work as a hygienist. I went ahead and, you know, formally resigned and mm-hmm. went and picked up all of my belongings and my, you know, loops that we wear, all of that. And I was just so kind of depressed about losing out on the income and what, you know, Amazon's just not making that much for me and on and on. And he sat me down and said, look, this is your last like three months of paychecks. Now, granted that by that time I was at three days a week, these are your last few paychecks. It was two months or however long. And he said, look at your Amazon checks now for this last month. Do you notice something here? It was like, (laughs) <laughs> Almost exactly the same. That's beautiful. Believe it because just the way it comes in and the way I deposit and then, you know, pay down on the credit card and spend it again. I just wasn't really looking at those kind of numbers. So, yeah, he, uh, he has a lot of wisdom in showing me just what I need to see to get off of this and keep on going. Well, and you make a valid point there. I think everybody needs an accountant in their life. You Mm -hmm. know, they kind of get knocked in the movies as they're always the boring character or the loser in the The, corner, you know, who just wants the number crunch. The nerd. Yes. Yeah. Like who gets good grades (laughs) Mm -hmm. in accounting? Nobody. But there is so much wisdom in numbers. And we hit on that Mm -hmm. earlier. And there are people that apply accurate numbers to real world scenarios all day, every day for a living. Yeah. If you want to get wisdom, like some of the wisest advice I've ever been given about business has been given to me from accountants who know nothing about the mm-hmm. business I'm considering. Mm-hmm. Like what? But just about doing a partnership. In general. Are mm-hmm. you crazy? Partnership at this stage? That's mm-hmm. nuts. What are you talking about? Like, why would you say that? Well, because I've mm-hmm. of the last 500 people I've seen enter into partnerships, 409 mm-hmm. of them have ended badly. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just right. you know, that real practical. <laughs> they've seen the way the world works. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, you talk to an accountant who's been practicing for 30, 40 years. You're Mm -hmm. smart to make friends with that person. Yeah. (laughs) Just have them because like like your husband did for you. Yeah. We compliment each other very well because I am not that numbers person. I just Mm -hmm. am not. I I mean, it it doesn't come naturally to me and I don't look at life the way he does, but I'm very proud to say that our two daughters are both accountants now. So 
My fear had always been, oh my gosh, what if something happens to him? I'm going to have to actually learn how to do things that I hate (laughs) and don't want to know anything about. But your daughter's clutter up up my brain. And now I have two daughters for backup. So (laughs) that's great. And there's a whole lot of good accountants out there. I would say anybody who's got a decade or so of working with small businesses, not even necessarily e-commerce, just Mm -hmm. small businesses, helping them with their accounting, they're going to have some tremendous instincts. They can step back, look at the big picture and go, why are you concerned here? I'll never forget my accountant one time a while back. He's like, you're getting pretty stressed out. I understand. Mm you got to understand, you're like one of the top clients here from as far as positioning. You understand that, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't. I, no, I didn't. I guess that I was like, no. I should be panicking. Like, no, you're in, you're in a beautiful position. You've got to understand no. you know, the trajectory. That's good to hear too. The in mm-hmm. and the out. And this industry that we're in is such a mm-hmm. blessing. E-commerce yeah. is just so expansive. And we're just talking about one right. little component of it. There's so many directions that you can go from here with the relationships right. and this community and the, the leadership opportunities and the number of yes. businesses out there that are confounded by Amazon and e-commerce. You could become a consultant tomorrow mm-hmm. if you wanted to, and people would be paying you for your time. Mm-hmm. So the, the world is opening up in a beautiful that way. That may and be in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Congratulations and on you know, your new season. And, so, and this uh, stress of you know me, like I said, realizing that the margins were a little lower than I expected mm. them to be. Sure. But it has driven me to really work at and learn everything I can and take courses and, you know, perfect Keepa and all of that, because I know that I have to be really wise and that you make your money when you buy, you know, when you purchase is when you make your money. And I didn't ever theme around here. Slow and steady wins the race. You've heard that a million times. You make Mm -hmm. your money when you buy your inventory. You've heard that a bunch around here too, because they're both true. And I, I... just am determined to learn everything I can to be the best buyer that I can be mm-hmm. because that's the power that I have over, you know, that, yeah, maybe the margins are going to be small. So I, I just have to um, stay on top of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you've got trying a beautiful business other, model. Yeah. Um, trying to think of any other questions that I may have. Well, we were going to talk a little bit about your coaching experience. I, I, yes. I know that was something that we could dive into a little bit because I, ha- I haven't heard that story. We've, we've mentioned Leah in a very positive light mm-hmm. here. And mm-hmm. for those who don't yes. know, we've got about 60 coaches on our team. The thing mm-hmm. that they all have in common is that they've all built beautiful businesses using the strategies and the content mm-hmm. from this community. And the other thing is they've got teachers' hearts. They're very open-handed. Right. They're Givers, not takers, so to speak, mm-hmm. if you want to kind of divide people into those two categories. So Leah's yes. one of them, and she's done a tremendous job with us. Uh, mm-hmm. So talk us through what's, you know, how did you come to that decision? I know you were talking to us well, at a live event here just a few months mm-hmm. ago when you hurt your yes. shoulder <laughs> mm-hmm. about yes. coaching and you ended mm-hmm. up making that decision. So yeah, talk us through it. And once again, I, I just got into it. I think I had maybe two sessions with her when, um, the flu came on and then it just totally interrupted about a month. I mean, I've had like right. a pretty much a month of no coaching with her. I had to reschedule this interview twice. Um, so now yesterday we had an over two hour session. It really did help to get me over a lot of the things that I've talked to you about even today, but it's just amazes me when I see, you know, how we were paired together. I even, I think I told them, Gosh, if I just knew I could get Leah, I'd sign up for coaching in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know, just a silly thing like that. With you. Yeah. And as it just, 
Well, because she she's living how I would like to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, she's like 40, 50 years younger than I am. But, you know what I'm saying? I, I like her business model that she's using. And, yeah. you know, I just uh, feel like she's the answer to so much of the anxiety that I feel when I start to feel a certain way and I get to get with her. It's like she has the answers that, I mean, not everybody would have. I just I think it's once again a God thing that I was mm-hmm. but with her. And, you know, I realized I was even looking back through some of the correspondence with your team when I was getting initially set up with the coaching. And I don't think I ever even talked to anybody else. And one of the emails had a couple of other people that said, click on here once you get going and, and we'll have a session together and we'll talk. And that was when everything was going crazy in my life. And I never even did that. So now I'm kind of anxious to do the rest of the steps to, you know, on this coaching journey. But I think it's really tremendous. And even though through this last month, I really wasn't even bothering her or messaging her. But before that, even though we weren't having a session, I was sending messages back and forth a lot. How, what would this happen? Why would that, you know, whatever. And she answers me very promptly with, you know, just what I needed to know. And, you know, if I need to, we'll get on a quick call. If I, you know, so she's very approachable and um, doesn't, doesn't mind helping at all. It's just quite obvious that she has a heart to help. And I really admire that. I, she cute. has a pretty busy life too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all, all, do. all of our coaches are running successful businesses, you know, but yeah. one of the things that they've all, all done is they begin to systemize and, and outsource mm-hmm. and bring in virtual assistants, freeing right. up their time. Mm-hmm. We've got plenty of coaches on our team that their business has been reduced to checking their numbers and kind of mm-hmm. monitoring the people like, oh, someone's sick. We got to fill in there, you know, kind of mm-hmm. managing a business versus being in the day-to-day grindstone of running the business. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, do you have a uh, reactive coach that you've taken? I know you have one, but have you taken much advantage of that? Do you know who that is on your for your coaching? Because every coaching student gets a proactive, which is in your case is Leah. They also get a reactive, which is another great coach on our team that you literally can text anytime. And I, I think that was where I dropped the ball and didn't even take the next step to get... Right, you didn't even notice that. So there's benefits there. I didn't notice that. Yeah, so I did. I was looking back over emails and, you know, I was like, gosh, there's more, there's even more to this than I've even tapped into because once again, I'm about a month behind. And we'll be here for you long-term. And yeah. uh, I, I give all of our coaching students my personal cell phone, the same number I've had for, mm-hmm. I think, 25 oh, that's years right. now. Yeah. Right. And so you I'm did here as a resource me. at all yes. times as yeah. well. Uh, so we're, we're very proud of it. Even though we've coached 10,000 people over the years, we've, we've built a pretty incredible system of truly mm-hmm. supporting those people in the weeks, months, years, mm-hmm. as the business continues to develop. And, and because we know that those people that, that we serve well and, and pour our hearts and time into... They end up being coaches and leaders and advocates. And I could community. see myself possibly doing that. I'm I not sure too. now, but For I can sure. see it. I can mm-hmm. see that at some point. I'm mm-hmm. sure your story is going to resonate with some folks. We talked before we hit the record button today. Some people right. are like, okay, if I could have her as my coach, I could mm-hmm. see this. You know, so right. as time unfolds, as your schedule mm-hmm. stabilizes, let's say your routine, 
And that's something you want to consider your numbers, like your, mm-hmm. like your husband keeps telling you, it's like, yeah, you're worth a lot more than you realize here. You yeah. Know, like, is this cash flow is going to scale? And this is going to be a $50,000 a month thing. And then a hundred thousand dollar a month thing, putting 15, 20 in the bank every month. You're, that's the trajectory you're on. It's just a matter of right. your system. You've proven that it works. It is. And I, I agree with you a hundred percent on all of that. And, you know, I feel a lot more peace now because his retirement's coming fairly mm-hmm. soon. He's just stubborn. I mean, he's been at the same job for probably 30 years and, you know, but we all just have to face the fact that aging does happen. And yeah, so he's, he's actually looking very forward to the day when he can just walk away and then come home and do this with me. Mm. I mean, he really loves it and he wants to do more at home as far as more prepping here and more. I'm like, oh no, no, that's not my goal at all. I'll do a coaching um, call with you guys on that. There's plenty of ways to stay mm-hmm. busy without making yourself a necessary element in a right system. And see, he's, yeah, that's doesn't kind of goes against his nature. So we need to find something so what Gary and uh, Gary and Gay mostly a couple coaches on our team they travel in their RV constantly see mm. family hang out they get a friend that's sick that. you know they'll go be the caretakers yeah. for a few months if, mm. you know and live in the RV nearby they're just mm-hmm. living this this beautiful lifestyle running a very yeah. successful Amazon business they're coaches they're content creators they're still very involved oh. in this mm-hmm. whole arena but day to day they're not touching box tape or boxes or prepping they or, do all prep centers. It's all prep centers and virtual assistants. Mm-hmm. Their entire business, their account health, That's everything. Right. It's all run. They're, they're, they're sourcing, they're shopping. It's mm-hmm. all VAs and prep centers. If you think about it, we've got people who live outside the United States buying and selling in the US mm-hmm. in our community. How do they do it? Prep centers and virtual prep assistants. centers and VAs. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. like it can be reduced down to that. Yeah. So you guys will have to find some other see, way to... That, yeah. That, that was my long-term is that I wanted something that I could have a computer with me, take a trip, go spend, you know, a couple of weeks here or there and check in on it, but not, you know, physically packing and shopping. And although I would like to source a little bit along the way to make it a legitimate business trip. No reason not to absolutely Mm -hmm. make it, write it off. Regional stores. and Exactly. Every time I'm on vacation, I spend a little bit mm -hmm. of time doing some local research on the opportunities and that portion of our trip can then be you know, mm-hmm. after I talk to my accountant, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that portion yeah. of my trip could be written off. How far as a can we push this? Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, keep it legal, but get every deduction you can, right? Yes, exactly. Beautiful. So, do we have we do we have a location or date or anything for the next proven conference? Because I definitely Great want to be there. Question now, as today, as we're recording this and coming up on you know mid December, twenty twenty two, I don't know the exact location. I have mm-hmm. a decent idea of the date, however. And by the time okay. this comes out, we may know more. So I will send everybody hearing this to theprovenconference.com, oh, which is the okay. website. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Theprovenconference.com will have mm-hmm. updates at the top of the page. But as of right now, as we're hanging out today, Teresa, it's going to be somewhere in the mid-July is what we're aiming for. Not interfering with July 4th holiday, not the end of the month, but somewhere in the middle, two or three weeks there. And we're looking mm-hmm. at a, a three-day event that okay. doesn't overlap a Sunday. And that's about as mm-hmm. much as I can tell you for now. And we'll have, okay. like, like you witnessed in Louisville last year, maybe you could talk us mm-hmm. through, I wouldn't mind hearing. I mean, now you had a hurt shoulder, you were in extreme pain, but you didn't want to be, you did not want to leave that event. So no. how, how did that event hit you? You know, it was that was your first one, right? That was my first time. And 
it was great. I mean, we we were able, my husband and I split up through part of the time and went to various things. That, Different sessions. That yeah. were right. And then a lot of it we attended together. So it was it was everything I wanted it to be. Filled in the gaps and you know, going around and visiting with people in between. I wish I had done more of that earlier because, you know, by the time I was in pain, then I wasn't yeah. in the mood to go visit with people in between sessions. Sure, sure. Um, plenty of time for that. We have many people yeah. that come in two or three days early. Right. Just to be with the community and stay two or three days late. The hotel yeah. is always blown away when we go to, we've mm -hmm. done this 10 times now. And we tell the hotels, yeah, we're, we're booking a three-day event but it's more like a six day event. And they're like, yeah, yeah, right. We'll believe it when we see it. And then they start seeing yeah. people making their reservations people, and mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And see, they were really sweet too. The people at the hotel helped us a lot with me and my, well, mm. I also scraped my legs. So they had bandages and things like that for me, but um, yeah. we left a day early. We had intended to leave out the following Monday evening right. Yeah. in order to do that, to have to time out. to visit and mingle yeah. and, because you had said that. And so I'm like, I'm going to take him at his word and stay an extra day. Mm -hmm. And um, then we ended up having to change that. But next time we'll stay a little longer. Yeah. yeah. We had uh, we had over 40 sessions at the, at the mm -hmm. three-day event. And they were all people from our community. We don't bring in outside guests. Yeah. It's all leaders, uh, coaches, successful yes. students from this community. Yeah. It's not people you can go watch on YouTube, you know, anytime. Mm -hmm. Famous authors yeah. and such. We'll have a keynote occasionally. Yeah. Uh, speaker, you know, like I mentioned, Rabbi right. Daniel Lappin, who's who's been mm -hmm. our keynote a few times. Um, but mm -hmm. for the most part, it's just this community, and it's mm -hmm. tremendous, tremendous. It's a everywhere. tremendous community, yeah, really yeah. Is. A lot of successful people that want to share their success, and that's mm -hmm. yeah, that's where I want to be. Well, that's where we want you to be too, and that's where we want <laughs> the listeners of this show to be. Plan on mm -hmm. it in July. Yes, thanks for bringing mm -hmm. that up, Teresa. Yeah. So, anything else on your mind before we start to wrap this one up? Yeah, no, I think we've covered an awful lot today. It was a good conversation. And, uh, you and I spoke yeah. before we hit record even today and covered some great stuff. So it's a pleasure right. to get to know you a little and bit. And I just, I, I hope to encourage people that maybe have the same or in the same stage of life with me is that it's well worth it to spend, you know, two to five or six months or more basically working two jobs. You know, if you're still working full time mm -hmm. and you have to financially, you still can kick this off. and. If it, it's just a mindset, I mean, I never, I really don't even like to shop as far as physically out shopping, but I got to where, I, I mean, I just, I just did it. And once again, I think it's a God thing. He gives you the strength, the energy, the, the know how to pick the right store to go to that day. And that it's um, well worth it. If you can just persevere through those few months to kick off and then now I'm in a really busy time where it's requiring a lot of work, but I do now see where I need to focus on making it a lot less work. Mm -hmm. You know, like Leah was telling me of basically to not let this business own me, that it's, you know, my business to do what I want to with and that my intention was not to be like this full-time busy business person at all. Right. So, right. yeah. You control your business, not the other mm -hmm. way around. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you think about it and approach it that way, mm -hmm. you can do it. This is a yeah. model that you can do that. You know, there's a lot of business models that don't give you that luxury. Mm -hmm. You can be a dentist and just avoid ever going and, and working on people's teeth. Unless you become a business 
office owner and all that's different. Yeah. We kind of yeah. integrate that in today, right? And hire some dentists. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you got to think right. like a business owner. That's the, I don't know if you've ever read or if you're much of a reader, I've referenced this book a few times in recent episodes, Michael Gerber's book, E-Myth, talks about the mm. difference between being in the trenches and running the business. He, he talks about it, someone who's really good at making mm-hmm. pies, for example, right? That's the, that's the illustration. He tells the story of this lady who makes these amazing pies, but she's not a good business owner, but her pies mm-hmm. are amazing. It, just because mm-hmm. she's focused on the, the pie and the art and, the, and, and that, and she doesn't mm-hmm. let anyone else into that world and she tries to do it all and it just becomes very difficult. You need to think like a business owner build systems, bring in other people. Mm-hmm. And now you're not tied to the grind, so to speak, of your business. And right. you're involved as you want to be still, mm-hmm. but you're not tied to it. It's not relying yeah. on Yeah. And then it isn't a grind. It, it's mm-hmm. it's all it's fun. It's a pleasure. It's a joy. Mm-hmm. You get to enjoy the benefits really is. of the work. Mm-hmm. And you've created opportunity for a whole lot of other people too. And we didn't spend any time on that. All the people right. whose lives are dramatically and positively impacted by this profitable business mm-hmm. that you're running. While yeah. working fewer hours, you're actually impacting more people positively mm-hmm. and building it. So well done. Possibly. Yes. Yeah. Great mm-hmm. job today. Great job. Thank well, I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a second. And thank you for hanging out with Teresa and okay. I'm a new friend. And if you want to come see her, I think she's just committed July of 2023. <laughs> We're going to be at our I next I have conference. another, it depends on the date. I have a yep. wedding in Colorado in July, and I'm not even sure the date of that yet. So well, we'll I try to pray stay it away from the wedding. Pray plans. it doesn't conflict. Yes. <laughs> We're really hoping it doesn't. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have another great event in 2023. Theprovenconference.com is where you can yes. go for that. And for all the other links that Teresa and I talked about today, the the books and the resources and the companies, we're going to put links to all of that, the resources near this episode. So you can go check that out there and uh, don't have to rely on your notes to write down all that stuff. We talked about Keepa quite a bit today if, and we didn't really explain what that is. Go listen to podcast episode 369. That'll get you up to speed on why we love Keepa and why that's such a vital tool to this business model. But uh, Teresa, one last time. Thanks again, my friend. You did a great job today. I Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so glad you did. So glad you you're feeling conference? better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If not before, I'm available yeah. anytime. But okay. I'm so glad you're feeling better because we'd have to delay this this episode a few <laughs> times. But you're you're yes. up and at it now. So good. Just in time for the holidays, right? For Christmas coming out of Absolutely. Past, right? Yes. Uh, So on behalf of the whole team and Teresa, my great guest today, God bless all the business building warriors out there. We'll have another great episode for you. you again very soon. Talk to you then. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Before I let you go, one short reminder. We are so grateful to our new sponsor to this program, Seller Board. If you haven't checked them out yet, get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. This is the software that tells you if you're profitable or not. It helps you track all of your expenses your KPIs, sales, refunds, advertising costs, all of it, profit, loss. This is tremendous software that fills a gap in the marketplace. Many successful sellers in our community are using this tool to help them know which of their products are profitable and which ones aren't. You'll love Sellerboard for just $15 a month starting. You can really dial in and know how your business is doing. Silentgym.com slash numbers. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.